Gittim Dach Kaftale, Lamut Aleph and Lamut Beis. We begin the third parak of Gittim. Do you communicate or advocate Get Lishma? We're going into the whole dini, the whole area of, of Halachot regarding having to write a Get specifically for the divorce of a particular man and a particular woman. Uh, and we're beginning to explore those halachot. It's incredibly exciting each morning to wake up and, and wonder, what is the Gemara going to teach me today that I can share with you? And, uh, and each morning to find something so important. And, and uh, sometimes they think you kind of know at the back of your mind and it brings it back to the fore. And even if you know it and to understand that it's a Torah principle, that it, that it comes from the Gomorrah becomes important. Sometimes it's an, a new idea, but there's always, there's always a freshness to it. And today we're looking at the difference between being a messenger and being an advocate. Being a communicator and, and advocating for somebody and what the difference is and, and, and when we do it. And this emerges from a machlekes Ramban and Tosfus in our, in our sugya, uh, which is what we learn. It all revolves around the same posuk we've been learning since the beginning of Gittin. He wants to divorce her. And he must write for her a sefer. And you remember how we learned that in the beginning, at least according to the Shita of Rabbi Eloza, that Adem Zirikarati, we learned that a sefer kritut is a novel, a book, a poem, a, uh, the opposite of a love song because you're separating, but it's, a, it, it's something that, that has pathos and passion in it, and uh, not something that is cold and clinical, a sefer kritut, a book that, that terminates their relationship. Our Mishnah says, Kol get pasul. If a get was not written for the purpose of a particular woman, the get is pasul. It doesn't work. Ketzad, for example, the, the Mishnah gives several examples. He's walking in this, in the... Um, in the, in the marketplace, and he hears, uh, they're writing a get and they're reading it out as they're writing it, which is the right thing to do. And he notices the name of the husband and the wife is the same as, as, his, as his name and the name of his wife. And he thinks, I'll go in and let me just buy that get from them. I don't have to hire a sofa. It'll be, I'll get this, this get. It's a template. It's ready made and, and I'll use it. If a person decides to, write, to divorce his wife and he writes the get specifically for his wife and then he changes his mind before he gives it to her. And somebody else in the same town on the same day finds the get with the same names and he says, I've got the same names. Let me use the get. I can save the, the cost of a, of a um, uh, sofa. Can't be. If a person has, furthermore, says the Mishnah, a person has two wives, same names. He wants to divorce his, he writes it to divorce his first wife, and then he decides to change his mind and he wants to use the get for his second wife. Can't do that either. Or if he says to the sofa, write me a get and I'll decide which wife to give it to. So I can't manage with two anymore. Can't afford two wives anymore. They've both got the same name, but I'm not sure which one I'm going to divorce. Write a, write a generic get, and I'll give it to one of them. Possibly Garish, but all of these cases are possible. Ask the Gemara, my timer, where does this come from? What is this all about? Uh, says the Gemara, it comes from the Possible of Vechatav La. You've got to write it for her. My timer, how do you learn? It would have just have said, give her a safer 
creatures into her hands. You give her this book of separation. I might have thought, I would have thought that all you're not allowed to do is the first case of the Mishnah, where somebody's writing, it's, it's students that are learning how to write a get, and they're writing, they're, they're taking a, a name, they're writing a, a guest, a, a get that John is going to divorce Mary, and there are lots of Johns and Marys around, and uh, and so John's passing, and he wants to use the get, but he, it wasn't written as a get; it was written just to, to practice. So I might have thought that's what's not allowed. But if he did write it as a get with passion and heartfelt writing, and then he decided not to give it to his wife, but somebody else wants to use it, I might have thought that's okay. No, he has to write it. And if it would have said he must write, I might have thought it excludes this case where he wrote it and then he changed his mind and somebody else picks it up because now the divorcing husband is not the man who wrote it. But if he has two wives and he wants to give it to one of them, where he wrote to get himself, what we see from here, though, is that, that the Torah says that he needs to write the get. It, 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 it can't be some get that's written elsewhere. Now, this becomes quite important when we come to the whole area of robotics and so on. I'm, we're not going to get into the Psaq could you Could you dictate the get to a, an artificial intelligent being? And um, and have it right on the with with the right instruments on the right clef would that work? Not going to go into that halachically, but think at the moment just a robotic relationship with the writer or a non-robotic. For example, if you're dictating in the old days when you dictated to a secretary and she wrote in 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 uh, in shorthand and then she typed it out, is that what we're doing? We're just dictating to the sofa, or is this something different? Says the uh, Tosfos back on Davchof Beis. In Ktiva, we don't need Shlichut. You don't need an, a messenger. You don't need an agent to write your get. You need an agent to deliver the get. So you need witnesses, and they have to be qualified according to the laws of evidence and witnesses. And you need a Shliach to deliver the get, and that, uh, they have to be qualified for the laws of Shlichut, of being a messenger. But to write the get, you don't need a shaliach. It can be a robot. Again, I'm not saying halacha. You can write it robotically. But I'm saying you can write it with a human being who's doing it robotically. The v'chatav lav abal kai. Tosfos gives us a very big chidush. When it says in the Torah, v'chatav la, it doesn't mean he must write it. Although it says that, v'chatav la, he will write. It says Tosfos, it doesn't mean him. Ela asoifer, it's talking about the soifer. V'chatav la is the soifer. The scribe can write it. But the Gemara says further on, he's got to instruct the sofa to write. Why do you have to instruct the sofa to write if uh, if he's not a shliach? Why do you have to even communicate with him? Says Tosfos, importantly, um, that's not because you are appointing him a shliach. By the way, we have a similar discussion. If I remember correctly, I didn't check it up now, but I remember at my son's bris 33 years ago, I gave a Dvar on whether the the mohel is your... Do you remember, David? Were you there? Um, you were there, but you don't remember what I said. The the um, Whether whether you appoint the mohel as a shaliach or not. And I think I taught the, the sheet of the Vilna Gaon. He's not a shaliach. You don't have to say, be my shaliach and do the bris. It's not a shaliach. Um, it's more like this situation, like the Ramban says here, 
If the husband doesn't give the instruction, then the writing is generic. And you can't use a generic yet. What makes the writing, leaving aside the signing, what makes the writing get and not piece of paper is that the, the, the husband said, write a get. That is an instruction to a robot. Again, robotic person, not, a, not necessarily a robotic robot. It's, a, it's an instruction to a secretary. Write a get. To a clock. It's not a, it's not a shliach. Um, and, and if, because if it's chashiv, it's, it, it's possible. And the Ramban says the same. The Ramban says, If it would only have said, I would have thought the husband actually has to write it himself. Now that it says you should write to her, that reveals, the Ramban is giving more flavor to the Tosfus. The Ramban is later than Tosfus. And the Ramban says, the Torah teaches, you can imagine the Ramban is teaching this Tosfus in his yeshiva. And he's explaining the Tosfus a little bit more than Tosfus does himself. Gali al vechatav. This reveals that when the Torah says vechatav, the lav mishum ktivato kapid. It doesn't mean he must write. Ela mishum sheino karut lishma. It must be that it's dan lishma. Ela imkain b'sheketavo bal o echacher birushuto. It's only called lishma if it's written by the husband or with the husband's instruction. Even though he's not a shaliach. Don't think the sofa needs to conform to the laws of shlichut. He's not a shaliach. So what is he? He's an instrument. He's a human instrument. He's like a secretary. He's a clock. He's an extension of the hand of the Baal. The same as the Baal has a pen with which to write or a computer with which to type. He has a secretary through which to type. It's just an extension of his hand. But if he doesn't give the instruction, it's not his hand, then it's a generic form that's being written by a bureaucrat. So he has to give the instruction, but, he, but the shliach is not a shliach. This is different from the tosfos that we learned in the Matmonim on Daf Tesamud Beis exactly two weeks ago. And the tosfos there gave four reasons, if you remember, as to why a non-Jew is, is pasul le'edut on a get. And we, we, we focus just on one of those reasons. The reason now, though, is reason number three, where Tosfus there says, If he has to, since he has to tell the sofa to write, you see that you need a shliach. So we've got Tosfus and Daftes that's different to, to our Tosfus and different from the Ramban. So again, the issue is when it says, he shall write for her, does it mean him or does it mean it must be written by the Sefer of the Beisdin, says the Ramban and, the, and our Tosfus. It doesn't have to be him. It can be the secretary of the Beisdin, the Sefer. But he needs to give the instruction. Is that instruction making the secretary into a shliach, in which case he has to conform to all the laws of shlichut? No, there's not a shliach, he's just an instrument. No, says Tosfus on Daftes and various other Rishonim too, including the Tur, that that's not so, he is a shliach. This is part of, of the din of shlichut. So how have we got one Tosfus against another Tosfus? So interesting, the Tosfus on Gitin is generally called, written by the Tosfus Tuch, by Rabbi Yezim Rabbi Lezimituch was 13th century, probably of the German school, although he wrote his Tosvis on the foundation of the Tosvis of the Ri, the, the uh, grandson of the great grandson of Rashi, and the Tosvis of the Rashmishans, the Ri's Talmud. So the Tosvis are notes of the Shiurim that they used to give in their yeshivas. Some they wrote themselves, some the Talmudim wrote. So the Ri gave Shiurim. 
And they were based on the Rabbeinu Tam, his Rebbe. And the Rash Mishans gave Shirim and wrote up his Shirim on the basis of the Re. And the Rebeleze Mituch writes the Tosfus Tuch. But he himself is, is from the German school. And it's interesting, there's a difference between the schools. The French school likes to make things, bring things together. A and B look like such different things. They're really the same principle. That's what the French school generally does with Tosfus. And, and the German school generally says, ah, oh, you think they're the same. They're actually different. You think this is shlichus? It's not. The Re says, it's shlichus like every shlichus. The Atos, the, the Eliezer Mituch says, uh-uh, this is something unique. This is not shlichus. This is giving an instruction. So there we come to, after I'd spent a lot of time learning this machlekes between the Ramban and the Tosfus, between the Tosfus there and the Tosfus here and the various other Rishon. Now comes the question, so what does it teach us about our lives today? We're not writing Gitin in Mitzah Hashem, we're not scribes in the Beisdin. What, what does this teach us? What this teaches us is so important, the difference between a Sheliach and, and somebody who does something Berushus, between an advocate and a communicator. A communicator is, if I say to you, please call so-and-so on my behalf and tell him I'm going to be 10 minutes late for the meeting. So you call so-and-so and you say, so-and-so is going to be 10 minutes late for the meeting. You've done your job. If I say to you, please call so-and-so and see if you can get my son a job, then you don't call so-and-so and say, so-and-so asked me to call you to ask you if you can give a job, a son, a job to your son. That would be communication. You did what I told you. I asked you to call so-and-so and ask if he'll give you a job to your son. But you, what I'm really asking you is for you to advocate for my son. And we've got to understand, when are we being asked to advocate and when are we being asked to communicate? A teacher is an advocate, not a communicator. You don't need to communicate information to, to students because they can get it online. A rov doesn't have to communicate. These are people who have to advocate. To advocate for the Gemara, to advocate for the Tosos, to advocate for the Ramban. You've got to advocate. If you think that this is a great cheer and you want to, and there's a friend you know you think would benefit from it, you don't just send him a link and say, I think you would enjoy this. You advocate. That's what you, you advocate. What's the difference? At Shlucho Shel Adam Kemoto, here's the Chiddush. In, in Shlichut, you're going to learn a principle in Shlichut that will explain Shlichut all over Shas and, and in life. A Shlucho Shel Adam Kemoto means the Shaliach, the messenger, is like you. He's a real living human being using his passion. He's not doing it on your behalf. He is you. So he needs to do it with his own passion. That's what a Shaliach does. If you ask a Shaliach to make Kiddush for you, you don't want him just to say, do, 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 make it so the Kiddush, say, okay, I, I made Kiddush for you. He wanted to make Kiddush like you would make Kiddush. Not with your passion, with his passion. Because Shlucho Shel Adam Kemoto, he's standing in your place, he's your advocate. If you've got an advocate in court, you don't want him just to recite the facts. You want him to plead on your behalf, to persuade the judge, to persuade the jury. You want him to advocate. That's a shaliach. A shaliach is an advocate, not a communicator. A shaliach is not a messenger. Although we translate it that way, it's not right. The, the translation of shlichut is advocacy. And shlucho shaladam kamesa means it's as if the person himself is doing it when the shaliach writes this, this letter of pathos called a get. The, if the sofer is the shaliach, he writes it with his own feelings and puts that into the writing. If he's the instrument, it's the, it's the bow, it's the husband's feelings. He's just writing it. But it's the husband who's putting the feelings. He's just the pen. He's just the computer. He's just the instrument. He's just the robot. And we too often act like robots when we're meant to act like passionate advocates. 
And, and we think we've been yotzer, we've done our thing. And you need to ask yourself every time you send an email, every time you send a text, every time you call somebody or meet somebody or speak to somebody, if it's not just social chit-chat, are you advocating for an idea? Are you advocating for a principle? Are you advocating for a person? Are you advocating for a way of life? Are you advocating for a business deal? Or are you just communicating information? The power of a human being is to advocate with passion. The power of a human being is not to communicate. A robot can communicate just fine. If you are a shaliach, you are in loco, that person. You are in the place of that person, and you should speak as if this was your issue, as if this was your son you're asking for a job, a job for. You should speak as if this is you who are giving the shear to this person you want to hear that particular shear, because it's important, because this is something that you think they would, they would benefit. You need to advocate for it. When you're davening as a shliach tzibur, you advocate on behalf of the tzibur to the Rabbeinu Shalaylam. Each person davens and tries to advocate for this, but a shliach tzibur is advocate. It's standing in the shliach tzibur and, and just mumble through the davening. But what's the point? Who needs a shliach tzibur for that? A shliach tzibur is advocating for, the, for, for, for us. And we too often leave our hearts and our souls behind when we communicate. If it's just communication, that's fine, do it. But beware, if you're a communicator, you will be overtaken by artificial intelligence in a few months' time or maybe a year or two. You won't be needed in this world. Nobody will need communicators anymore. If you're an advocate, as far as we know so far, that the robots can't do. To be able to be a shlucho shel'odam, that is kemosoi, to be able to take the place of another person and passionately argue his or her case and persuade people That's something that we can do as human beings with our ability to empathize and to inspire and to motivate and to move other people. We as human beings can do that. Robots can't do that. And that's what, what shlichus means. Says the Ramban, this is not about shlichus. The husband is the, is the advocate. He's writing it himself. The, the sofer is simply the instrument. Says Tosfus and, and the Tur and other Rishonim, no, no. The sofer has to think of himself as a shliach. And he has to put everything into that writing as if it were he who were divorcing his wife, not necessarily writing simply as a bureaucrat of the Bezdin.